This is my second segment on the question, could I explain from the ground up what is a good school education in Kaidish for boys in Chabad in our times? And then there's a series of detailed questions which I'm going to get to uh, later. Here's the Nakudah, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is that the difference between a Hasidic Shechinuch and another Chinuch, and I'm talking about yeshiva, and I'm not talking about home, is what is the goal of the school? Other yeshivas, and it depends on, the, on various factors uh, to determine to what extent, but in other yeshivas, the priority is that the boys should learn. They're academic. In some schools, they're absolutely the only consideration, only thing that matters that boys could learn. In other schools, along with the learning, there's also an emphasis on Midas, and obviously on Yerath Shamayim, and Antada, and Kedusha, and so on. But in a Hasidish school, the, the priority is both. The boys are supposed to learn, they must learn, and we'll talk about this in later segments. And they must also develop in Yerath Shamayim, and in Amuna, and in Simcha, and in Tahara. And in a Hasidic school, if there is a question at all, which takes precedent over which, the answer was always going to be that the spirit of the school, that means the, the Amuna, the Yerush Shamayim, the Tahara, is always going to take precedent over the learning. Now, I guess some people would say that even in, unintentionally, inadvertently, because this is the focus of the school, um, it's harder for the boys to develop themselves in learning. And that may very well be true. Maybe I'm not even gonna say it isn't true. Perhaps we could say it as a matter of fact. Um, but that's a Hasidic priority. No doubt about it. This is the whole idea of Hasidus, the whole idea of Taim Chetmimim. When the Rebbe Rashab made Taim Chetmimim, he said that in Russia at that time, you had the best yeshivas in the world, the best. And there was no shortage of yeshivas. And all the Hasidish boys, Chabad Hasidish boys and other Hasidish boys, if they had the intellectual aptitude, learned in what then would have been called Oilamish yeshivas. Today, I guess some people call them Litvish yeshivas. But back then, the yeshivas did not assert Hashkaf HaSelem of their own. It was a very normal thing for a boy to learn in an Oilamish yeshiva. And when it came Yom Tev, he went to his Rebbe or even went to some Rebbe just to check out uh, a particular alternative in seeking a derech and avoidus Hashem. I think that's changed at least a little bit. But when the Rebbe Nashab made Taim Chetmim, he made it very clear there's no shortage of yeshivas. And the reason he made the yeshiva was primarily for Yiddin Shemayim and Hasidus. He felt that at that time, there was the beginning of what would turn out to be a very severe collapse, not so much in learning, but in Yiddin Hashem. And that he made Taim Chetmimim where it would be taught to me, the boys would learn Nigla and Hasidus, and that the Hasidus would not just be academic, but the Hasidus would be the, the basis of their lives, the Yerushimayim, the Avedis Hashem, and so on and so forth. I heard that the Rebbe Rashab visited the Peshburgi Yeshiva, which was a Chasam Sefer type Yeshiva, and he said, I heard this from Harav Tzvi Greenwald Oliver Shalom. I'm saying his name because I think I'm, I'm repeating what he said precisely, but I'm also saying that I, 
I may be a little bit overstating it, but the way I remember it is the Rebbe Rashab said to him, that the Rebbe Shab said to Peshwagi Rashi Shiva, he doesn't understand how it is that in the yeshiva of the Chassam Sefer, all the Bacham Yireim Shleimim, the Nesioinists that are in the other yeshivas in Russia at that time did not affect the Bacham and the Peshwagi Yeshiva. And the Rebbe Rashab used the expression, the oil from the Chassam Sefer is Megan of Zay, that the Chassam Sefer, who's the grandfather of the Meyasad of the yeshiva, or of the Rashi Shiva, is guarding them. And the Rebbe Rashab wondered how he could make the same in Tem Chatmimim that all the Bacham would be Yerei Mishleimim. The world has changed a lot since Tem Chatmimim was founded. And we no longer live in a time of ism, it's where people are revolting based on principle and ideology. But we do live in a world of incredible materialism and incredible, incredible exposure to world. And in a Hasidish Yeshiva, there's no question that the first priority is the Yerei Shamayim and the Amuna, right? For everybody, it's the Yerei Shamayim, and the truth is, for everybody is the Amunah, but particularly the boys who are more intelligent, the idea that their relationship to HaKadosh Baruch should not be complicated and intellectualized, but should be based on the Amunah Pshuta, is undoubtedly the priority in a Hasidic Yeshiva. That's how the Yeshivas were designed, that's how the Yeshivas are structured, that's how the Yeshivas function. And I'll say again, even if there is a loss of Limud, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, this is the setup of the Yeshiva, this is the philosophy of the Yeshiva. That's why we have Fabreng in Nishim. That's why we learn so much Chassidus. That's why the room of Yiddishkeit is so important. At the same time, the basic thing a boy does in Yeshiva is learn. That's what he does. 80, 90% of his time, maybe even more, spent learning. Whether he's learning English, learning Chassidus, is using his mind. And this is the challenge. The challenge is to create the correct balance. The balance is that on the one hand, every Bachel in the yeshiva gets the spirit of the yeshiva, and at the same time, every Bachel in the yeshiva is somehow motivated to work, because that's what learning involves. Learning involves work. What do I think is something that could be improved upon? I think it's this. I heard that the Rebbe once met with an educator, a very prominent educator. And the Rebbe explained to him that being an educator, being machanech, is like hunting. When you hunt and you use bows and arrows, or even if you use bullets, you're hunting living, a living, moving target, so to speak. So when you shoot your arrow, you don't shoot your arrow where the animal is sitting, you shoot the arrow where the animal is going to be when the arrow reaches it. Meaning to say that the point of the exercise is to the arrow should enter into the animal. So the arrow has to reach the animal when the animal reaches the place where the arrow is. And the same is true in Something which I think needs to be considered by Mechanchem is that our end goal is not how the boys are when they're in yeshiva. Our end goal is how the boys are when they leave yeshiva. Now of course, it's impossible to know when a boy is in yeshiva how he's going to be out of yeshiva. But I think there are many steps that can be taken in the direction that the intent of what the yeshiva is trying to do is not that the boy should be a chassidish boy today, but that the boy should be a chassidish boy in the end. Um, 
when he leaves yeshiva, that the values of the yeshiva should stay with him. Towards this end, the no-brainer, as far as this is concerned, is the personal relationship between the Rosh Hashivas and the Mashpiyam and the Talminim. Meaning to say that when a person is involved with anybody, even as an educator, as a teacher, let alone as an educator, and someone who wants to inspire in the students a certain direction, the child has to feel, the student has to feel that the teacher really cares for him. And um, of course every teacher cares for his students and every teacher means well. Teachers have all kinds of limitations for a variety of reasons. And a teacher can learn, a teacher can learn how to communicate to his students uh, a message of, of real concern so that the student doesn't only feel that the teacher is imparting knowledge but that the teacher actually cares about the student. This is probably the most important thing that can uh, guarantee that even if today the student doesn't look like I want him to look, the student will grow up to be what he needs to be. And the second thing, and this is very complicated, and I'll talk about it in another segment again. The question of the children growing up too young. And there's two sides to this coin. One side to this coin is that we raise our children to be very pure, innocent, and as a result, at a very early age, they tend to be very, very inspired. But on the other hand, Yiddishkeit and Hasidis and Yiddishamayim are mature things. They really are mature things. And the children's expression of that and the children's experience of that, when I say children, I mean boys of 14, 15, and 16, is of a child. And there is a real complexity about the question of letting the boys be boys and allowing them to mature in terms of Yerushmaim and Chassidus older versus the idea that we encourage them to be incredibly Chassidish at an early age and we hold that we hope, quote, that at least some of it will remain with them. I think this question is very, very difficult to answer. I think the truth lies someplace in the middle. But this is another very important thing that needs to be considered if we have students and we approach our education of them, particularly the area that has to do with Yerushamayim and Hasidis and Amuna, that our mindset is that we don't want them to be holy when they're 16, which is fine, they could be, but that they, when they grow up, these values will be deep and real and sustained. Mm -hmm.